All right, Into the Triangle Podcast, episode 46, Couch Guys Sports. Check out everything, couchguysports.com, the blogs, podcasts, and everything else. Alan Hegan, Zach Jeziero. Zach, how are you, pal? Fine, Al. How are you doing today? I am I am very, very tired. I'm not even going to share it, but I am so tired. You like see it in my face. You see it in my yeah. eyes. I am just tired. I'm tired of just this week. I'm tired of the Red Sox losing and their struggles, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, no Jared tonight. He had to bail last minute, but okay, it is what it is. You know, sometimes things come up, and we're here to uh, step up in the pinch hitting role, you know, as now the host and second chair of the show tonight. Uh, wide variety of topics we're going to talk about. We're going to dig into Michael Chavis a little bit. We're going to talk about Jaron Duran. Maybe it's time for him to come up. Uh, mention a certain starter that's been turning it around. We're also might be questioning our manager a little bit. But, Zach, we have a wide variety of topics. What do you want to talk about first? Well, as we record right now, the Red Sox are being Oakland Athletics. Seven to nothing right now. Um, mm-hmm. Absolute but, shellacking in those first two innings yep. off Sean Manaya, too. My yep. goodness, that's revenge, revenge for 2018 for throwing yep. it over here. But um, I want to give some love to the guy who's pitching this game right now, Gary Richards. Um, we saw him, how bad he was in the first month of the season, especially the Baltimore and Toronto series. Bad, and then yeah. we're talking bad. Very bad. Like, Mania getting pulled in the third inning, bad. Like, that's how bad it was yeah. with Richards. Uh, uh, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know if it was that bad. Well, the Baltimore game was awful. The Baltimore game was pretty bad. That that was very, very bad. I, I'll yeah. agree with you on that. But he he would go about four or five innings, but it would be an ugly four to five innings. Yeah. That's, that's, I think, what we can conclude on that. I'm sorry. Continue. No, you're fine. And I was really hard on him. I was tweeting out, like, I want this guy gone. He, this guy's awful. Like, how do they keep him on? And to his defense, after that, he's been playing much better since the Mets series. So, Garrett, I want to apologize to you. You are killing him right now. Thank you for proving me wrong. I responded to the Red Sox saying how embarrassed I was and how I jumped the gun. So, <laughs> Garrett, I'm sorry, man. You keep doing your thing. You're doing good right now. Let's keep it going. Yes, Garrett Richards providing any sort of positive results for this Red Sox team is huge. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, like the first month of the season, I think it was like his first like three, four starts. They had the uh, the stat on Nesson, but he was like 0-2 with like a 6.84 ERA or something. Not 6.84, but like in the sixes for an ERA. Yeah. And now in his last like three, four starts, he's 2-0, 2.84 ERA. And I think the thing that we need to consider is his control is so much mm-hmm. better. We go Matt, back to that Mets start for a second at at um, City Field. Yeah. Is it City Field? Or, that's at City Field, right? Yeah, City I was Field. confused with Shea Stadium because Shea Stadium is such an iconic name. I think, I think but, I'm going there next month, actually, to be honest with you. Are you really? Yeah, because my borough is in New York City, and we might be going to Mets game. Uh, but that's that's off topic. So, but yeah, we'll probably no, that's there. fine. Hey. Listen, I listen. I love talking about when people go to baseball games and stuff. It's a good topic, good time. Yeah. Uh, so you go back to that though. What was the thing that was impressive about Garrett Richards? Zero walks. That was the thing. Yeah. Like some of his early starts, he couldn't locate his fastball, and it wasn't like he was just missing a little bit on the inside corner here, a little bit high there. He was all over the place. Yeah, it, it wasn't even close when he was trying to locate his fastball. But now he's locating his fastball. He's getting ahead of hitters for the most part, so it's good. You know, Garrett Richards, you're really turning it around. And you know what? If you can continue this sort of pace, you know, it's it, it, it'll be a good thing. Compared I'll tell you to what where has, this team was last year, too. 
because mm-hmm. they were like not just like the entire pitching staff, bullpen and stars were just getting behind hitters, and that was their downfall in the games last year. Mm-hmm. There was just – they didn't have any good – like there was no good stuff in the bullpen or the starting rotation. Yeah. If you didn't have Nathan Eovaldi starting, you were chalking that up as an L. Oh, Plain yeah. simple. Him and, no, Eval- no, him and Peraz were like our only like positive reasons to be hopeful last season. You know what else was bad, Zach? What was that? Alex Cora. Alex oh. Cora. So so listen, and, and I want to emphasize this by saying this. Alex Cora is a – very, very solid MLB manager. He is a top manager in the game, but that doesn't mean we're not going to criticize him when, you know, he makes a bonehead decision. The other night, I think it was the first game of the Oakland series. You were like tied at one and you brought in Josh Taylor mm-hmm. late in the game. What are you doing? Like, yeah. why are you bringing in a reliever that's that unreliable? The other night you brought in Darwinson Hernandez. Now, yeah. granted, Darwinson when he's on, he is very good. But yeah. his thing is control. If his control is way off, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that scared me. Even Eduardo Rodriguez the other day, like he, you could tell right away he didn't have it. So, you yeah. know, he powered through and he had, he had a decent outing. But like Alex Cora, this isn't a situation where you're a powerhouse. Right now, as it stands, and as we're recording this, it's the last game of the A series. And you know, knock on wood, the Red Sox look like they're going to win this game. Yeah, don't but I know. Well, if you blow a seven-run lead and you're up in the top of the fifth inning, then you you have some reevaluating to do. Yeah. But you have the Yankees that are playing well. You have the Rays that are playing well. For everybody that said the Yankees were going to stink all year, do you do you not really follow baseball? The Yankees yeah. are going to be good. They're going to be in contention. They're going to be right there with the Red Sox. And I don't want to hear anything different. Yeah. I know the Red Sox Yankee rivalry. I get that, but you know what? Give me a break. Call it like it is. You need to be realistic. Simple. You knew they were going to turn out eventually at some point. You have to be realistic. Exactly. That's the whole thing. And Alex Cora cannot afford to be blowing games in which he knows he needs to win. It is plain and simple. You need to win. Now, granted, the Red Sox have been doing really well in one-run games this year. Their their record was way over 500 in one-run ball games this year so far. But that being said, you can't make those mistakes, Zach. You have to be able to make the right decisions, especially in a in a stretch where you have Oakland, Anaheim, you have um, Philadelphia, uh, Miami, Atlanta, Toronto. Like those are all teams that could make a run down the line for a playoff spot. Yeah. And you, if you could come out over 500 and stay above 500 in that stretch, that shows how good of a team you really are. Yeah. um, I'm glad you didn't say this guy's name too, but Austin Bryce has been not a good pitcher this year. He was okay. The Red Sox were up against big about against Baltimore. Okay. It wasn't even close. Al, do you remember what happened to Austin Bryce? It was the ninth inning. What happened with him? With a big run lead, what what happened? Didn't he almost blow it? And didn't the Red Sox end up winning by like a run? No, they they won by a, a few good amount, I believe. But he got pulled from the game. Yeah, and that right, and that's another thing. You can't have these like we talk about how the bullpens improved, but it's if the right pieces are in place. Yeah, I get like I get it. you're up big. That's fine. I don't care, but. 
this is this isn't more of a shot of Cora. It's more of a shot of Bryce. Like, come on, man, you're up by a lot right now, and you should like you're the fact that it was a it wasn't close and he still got pulled is pretty bad. And then Taylor comes in and wins it after that. But still, like, we're, I'm not blaming it all on Cora, but I definitely agree with you. Like Darwinson, he's been struggling recently. I remember I think it was against Oakland the other night, and Eckers was just saying like how he can't find a strike zone. He's just always getting behind an account like you need to as a player you need to hold yourself accountable as well i get it he manages he, it's not the player's decision but it's more of a 50 50 you need to put some right. blame on the manager and you need to put some blame on the player as well and that's what i was going to ask next but actually real quick did you play baseball growing up at all zach i played t-ball I, I played for one year and i was in the okay, outfield okay, and I okay, my okay, shadows okay, in the okay, outfield. okay 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 Got it. Okay. Got it. You were a T-ball legend. Got it. That should be the name of this episode. T-ball legend. Um, but you know, for, so, okay. But you've watched the Red Sox. You've watched baseball. You understand if you're a pitcher, you, once you get ahead, you see the averages, the averages are so different when a, when a team, when you, when you're a batter in the box, it doesn't matter what level you're at. If you are ahead in the count, you know, if you have a three, one count, two, one count, your average is in like the three hundreds. If you're behind in the count, that average dips down to low 200s and in some cases like high 100s. Like that's how valuable, yeah. you know, getting ahead in counts is if you're a pitcher. Now, to make that kind of segue, you know, we talked about Alex Cora. The Red Sox have had some struggles lately. They've lost the last three in a row before hopefully this win, as it comes out, hopefully the Red Sox won and broke that three-game losing streak. But Zach, who is to really blame? I mean, I guess Cora, you could give a little bit of the piece, a little bit of the blame to. And again, we're talking a three-game losing streak. We're not like over the moon, like insanely upset, but still it, it's it's frustrating to see based on how well they've done so far this year. Yeah, so to that point, um, I don't know. Like I said earlier, the players need to put themselves accountable, especially after they just shelled. And look what they're doing right now. They're they just shelling the ace tonight. Where was that all series long? I know. I mean, listen, it, listen, you, you, you lose two out of three to the ace. Okay, fine. If it was a game where they got like completely just bashed, like slaughtered, outplayed, whatever. But yeah. you should have – I think you could have taken one of those other two games and then you win tonight, you win two out of three, whatever. It is what it is. Let me tell you something. The offense scoring three runs in two games at home yeah. where you're supposed to be a home-hitting ball club. By the way, the Red Sox, mm-hmm. they were under 500 at Fenway. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring it up later on the show. What What is up with that? And they're they just, so good on the road too. That's I don't – I know they are ridiculous on the road. I think they're like, excuse me. I think they're like 11 and five or 11 and six on the road or something. Yeah. They're like 10 and 11 at home. That's what, like whenever we're on a homestand, that's what always what Eckersley says. Like he always brings up and it is really concerning because you're thinking of Fenway park and how I know I get it. It's not, there's not a lot of fans in the stands, whatever. It's still a hard place to win a baseball game. It just has the feel of a, that old ballpark. But as a home team, you need to have a home field advantage. Like, you see how loud Yankee Stadium is when they play there. It gets loud. You see, like, um, okay, I get it. That's, that was a dumb point. Every 
every home field is loud when you when you play at home. I should yes. say that. No, but, no, I I know what you mean. But yeah, like I don't care. Like even like not even like last year you could throw out the window because it was just a bad season all around. Yeah, but like in 2019, though, like we had still had Mookie Betts and we still struggled at home. Yeah, and that right, and that was another thing. 2019 wasn't too much better. So it's like, what is it about being at home? Is it that the Red Sox are so comfortable at home that they think they can kind of just walk through and like skate through the motions? I don't think that's it. I don't know what it is. That's the thing. But it's a thing where they need to get it fixed because if they're going to be a legitimate playoff contending team, they got to be able to take care of business at home. They can't rely on going on the road, especially now when fans are coming back into the picture. Yeah. Like you have to, have to, have to take care of business at home. Like it sucked losing this series to the A's because I wanted to see like how good this team was, but you know what? They look at the Yankees; they struggled too. And look they, at them—they're one of the last teams, right? Out of the gate, they struggled. Yeah. that's the thing too. So I know we wanted to be like, "Oh my god, it's so frustrating!" But you know what? It's going to happen. You're going to hit a rough patch here and there. But I'm glad that fingers knock on wood again—they don't get. Hopefully, they do not get swapped because mm-hmm. you saw those first few innings. They were just mashing and mashing hands on mm-hmm. that guy, Maneo. Yep. And then, yeah, again, Sean Manaya, right. And then, Manaya, J- yeah. no, you're fine. JD Martinez, you know, he hit the ball well. Bogarts had a two run home run, which so was a moonshot. That thing was absolutely crushed. And then Bobby freaking just. I'll, but I'll tell you one guy that should be crushing up here, Zach, Jaron Durant. Yeah. So now, so, so this is, so this is part of, you know, I don't know if it's service time. I don't know what it is. Like that's a big thing in baseball service time. I think it's a bunch of hogwash. I, I, it shouldn't be a thing, but it is. Here's my, here's my take. The Red Sox, they need a leadoff hitter. Let, let's call it like it is. And for the people that say Marwin Gonzalez is a capable leadoff hitter. But, so I wrote an article the other day on couch guy. That basically, by the way, go check that out, couchguysports.com, shameless plug, no big deal. If you wanted, like, and the article I wrote was, is it time to call up Jaron Duran? So Jaron Duran, stud outfielder, had a great spring training. He's now in AAA with the Worcester Red Sox. That's never going to be easy to say. Just say Woosocks. Pawtucket sounds way better. Pawsocks sounds way better. Shout out to our Rhode Island guys. But, you know, it's a situation where Duran's hitting down in triple a he's hitting like 293 home runs you know he's he's doing well and you have a guy in franchi cordero that's hitting 150 and he's in 80 at bats you want to know how many strikeouts he has in 80 at bats zach scared to know but tell me 33 when you do the math on that that is barely under 40 percent of the time so 40 percent of the time franchi cordero is not even putting the ball in play yeah like go Oh no! I was just gonna say, like, when he's at the bat, or when he's at bat, you know it's gonna be a short. Like, some of these guys have like these long at bats of like eight to nine pitches, but with Franchi, it's like three or four, and he's done. And he was playing; he had a good game against the Tigers that one. And I thought, okay, maybe this is the time. Right? Maybe it's what, a turnaround. What, turn what happens? Point, right? He goes on another slump again. So, no. yeah, um, I get it. You want? I mean. What's Ben Attendee doing in Kansas City right now? How good are how good is he doing? I can look that up. I can look that up in a second. But 
the thing too, right, is Jaron Duran's a guy that you can put at the top of the lineup. Marlon Gonzalez hitting 220 as a leadoff hitter. Yeah, no thanks. Okay, he was hitting 218 before he was the leadoff hitter against the A's the other night, and he ripped two doubles down the right field line. And people like, and I'll call him out. I don't care because I love him. Sam Edwards, he's come on here and everything. I know it's him behind the around the Diamond Podcast Twitter handle, and he's like, oh, would you look at that? He's hitting doubles. Yeah, the blind squirrel catches a nut every once in a while, Sam, Samuel. Andrew Benintendi, okay? He's hitting 268 now with three home runs, 33 hits. Looks like he has, let's see, 11 RBIs. Mm-hmm. And only, let's see here, only 27 strikeouts in 123 at-bats. So that's not too bad. That's that's normal. That's normal. So right now you're losing, you know, you're losing that Benintendi trade, and that's what stinks the most. Mm. You know, it, it stinks that you are – you traded for a guy that has raw power. You traded for a guy that has raw speed. He looks terrible in the outfield. He can't put the ball in play. You have a guy that's ready to come up and make a difference. And if Jaron Durand pans out as a leadoff hitter, Zach, think about this one through six. You have literally as follows. You have Jaron Durant. You have Alex Verdugo, J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, and Christian Vasquez. That is your one through six. Yeah. And then at the bottom of the order, if Bobby Dahlbeck can turn it around and like figure it out yeah. like consistently, there's a good nine hitter. And then you just fill in those seven and eight holes. Like Hunter Renfro can be serviceable. He He's once in a while. Really. He's done well lately, and he can knock the ball out of the park every now and again, which is good. You know, Marwin, he's fine defensively. I'm fine with him being a late-inning replacement, like late in the game. Kike Hernandez is going to come back, so that's going to be fine. But if you can have Duran slide in there, he can take control of center field, and he's going to have a long career for years to come. So I don't see why now wouldn't be the time to at least have him come up, even if it's just for a series. Have him come up, see what the kid can do. Give him 10 at bat, see what he does with it. Yeah, because losing Kike sucked. Um I know he was like starting down a little bit, but he was still playing solid baseball for us. Um, obviously, you're not going to have a good game every now. And then. It's going to be a bad game for you every now and then. But yeah, I mean, why not? Why not get a good shot? He's, I mean, he can't do. Well, I shouldn't say that because I don't like to criticize players. But <laughs> yeah, Franchi has been an automatic out, if you can say. Um, I get it. It's still like the lower half, but still, like, you need – hopefully, like you said, hopefully Bobby steps it up now. He's been playing good lately, even though he just got out there, but whatever. Um, Everybody makes it out. If you're yeah. three for ten in the MLB, you're a Hall of Famer, Zach. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you talk about those guys. Like, so – okay, so we had Joran leading off and Verdugo, who's going to be a solid guy for you. Verdugo is a solid two-hitter. If yeah. you keep him in the two-hole, I'm good with that. You have um, Bogarts, who is just a triple triple away from the cycle. He's going to be reliable. I mean, granted, he did struggle, but whatever. It's going to happen. He's, Again, he's, he's fine as your cleanup hitter. Yeah. I'm good. Like we said before, we're good with that two through six. That two through six, yeah. day in and day out, is solid. And if Bobby Dahlbeck can figure it out in the nine hole, great. Even better. That's two-thirds of your lineup literally better as you just lit up the room. That's an excellent on cue. Nice job, Zach. But it's getting dark in here. I had to put it on. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but that thing looked darker than the days of the Bills from the late 90s till last year. I wasn't going to say anything, but. It's okay. I was barely alive for those days, so it's all good. 
Yes, that's true. Exactly. Just like I wasn't alive for the bad Patriots days back in like the sixties and the nineties and everything else. So yeah. it's, it, I I'm in the same boat, but I think that's pretty much it for this week, Zach, not a whole lot else going on. I mean, I guess the only thing, the only other thing would be, how are you feeling about the angel series? No Otani pitching. Otani's Thank not going to be pitching. Um, I mean, honestly, we can't ignore Mike Trout. It's going to be a big challenge for this Red Sox pitching staff, but I'm looking forward to see what Pavetta does against him tomorrow. I'm looking forward to see what they do. He does against his lineup. Um, he just had a second vaccine. He was out for a game because of the symptoms. Yeah. So I'm excited. Um, what, how good are the Angels this year? Are they still like struggling? The Angels are there. So here's the thing. While you look that up, the Red Sox, right? They should they should win two out of three with their offense alone. Yeah. Because they are being, you know, and here's the thing. They're they are facing, in last place, by the way. Oh, okay. So there you go. So they're facing three pitchers. All of them have over five ERAs. They have, they're facing a guy that has a 5.19 ERA, 5.03 ERA, and a nine ERA. Yeah. So if you don't go out and win two out of three, something's wrong with that, and you need to get back on track. Yeah, I do not want another repeat of the Texas Rangers series because that was bad. Yeah, we don't need a repeat of that. What's your prediction really quick for the Angels series? I got two out of three Red Sox. Yeah, I, I say the same thing, two out of three. It's, it's, it's so hard to sleep nowadays in the in MLB. Um, they should win the series. I feel like the series woke them up against the A's. Um, I, would, I was hoping for a two out of three in this one. But um, Angels, again, struggling once again. Poor Mike Trout is trapped there. Now we know how Jack Eichel feels in Buffalo now with the Sabres. Um, but, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited because it's a, whenever, like, you have a series like this where you lost two out of three and then your hitters just mash and mash and your pitcher's doing good, it gets you right for the next series. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, who do we have after this? Toronto after the yeah. Angels? Or- so, so, so what was your prediction? Sorry, I, I got two a out text. Two out three. Okay, so we're doing the same thing. Okay, yeah. perfect. We we can worry about that next week. I mean, with Toronto, I don't. We don't know the pitching matchups yet, so we can't really make too much of a prediction. So we'll just kind of react to the series in next week's episode. I don't know what's going to happen in next week's episode. We don't know who the crew is going to be. It kind of changes week to week, so yeah, we'll see what happens. But final final question: Why did you want to throw Matt Burnett through a table? I'm just curious. Because okay, so yesterday. He wait, texted wait, me. Story, wait, wait, story time with Zach Jazeera. Let me get ready. Okay. We totally missed like a, a podcast on the on the network. Story time with Zach Jazeera. Just back of it. Um, okay, so yesterday he texted me saying that Josh Allen sucks for no whatever reason. I could have said your QB is Cam Newton, so you can't talk. But I didn't want to be like that because I'm a good person. So now. Thanks for uh, sparing my feelings on this one. Listen, I'm just No, saying. I'm saying thank you. I'm saying thank you. Well, you're, I'm welcome. you're welcome. You're welcome. So, um, I'm like, well, that was unnecessary. And then, um, he was telling me about how he met with this guy at his work, who's a Bills fan, and he asked okay. me, "Are they the, like the nicest people in the world?" I'm like, okay. So I know the media has us as being these table smashing, having intercourse in the parking lot, Neanderthals who have no respect for anyone. I'm just, I'm keeping as PG as I can, Al. Okay. I know, I know. No, I'm enjoying it. I'm just laughing. Go on, go on. 
So I'm like, yeah, we're not too bad. Hang on, let me try to pull the conversation here. So like, uh, how yeah. about j- 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 just give me a snapshot, Zach? Because I'm I'm about to go to sleep right after this podcast, which is in about the next ten minutes. So you got my attention for like two more minutes. So to make a long story short, blah blah blah, and I just told him to fight me, and he's like, I will knock you out. He like posted a gif of like the minions like knocking each other, out, like one knocking one out. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna choke you, slam you through a table. Zach, how tall are you? Five eleven. You <laughs> listen. I've seen Maddie B in person. You ain't taking him down. I'm listen, taking Maddie B every day of the week. I'm built different. Okay, I am built different. And uh, and on that note, <laughs> also, I am not a fighter. I am a lover. Says the T-ball legend himself. But who chases shadows in the outfield? <laughs> I was so a, 46. I was a one-year wonder and quit after because I didn't have fun. Now I regret it because I wish I'd play baseball more. But, yeah, that's it. All right. All right. Into the Triangle Podcast, episode 46 in the book. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. At Into the Triangle is the uh, podcast Twitter. My personal Twitter, at BigL2793. Zach, what's yours? So, since Jared's not here, I'll say because Zach likes to change his score count every single month. I am not changing it. It is Zach Jezero underscore 13. I have great tweets. And on that note, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Go Red Sox. Go Red Sox.